This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Hour two on the block comes your way here on a Thursday from 93.7 The Ticket. Whether you're tuning us in in your car, on your radio, or uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter watching the Starter Heyman live video stream. We appreciate you dialing us up here on a Thursday. Big thanks to Mary Ellens, Charles and his crew down at 27th and Pine Lake. Best barbecue in Lincoln. I'm willing to say it. I would willing to say it. I would willing to say it. I mean, it's so fresh. Just... It was so succulent, just the food I was able to eat last night. And uh put me to sleep, truly, here, I must say. Here's, it felt good. Here's the thing. You want to eat like the Huskers, you eat at Mary Allen's. They catered an event for the Husker football team. Heard everyone loved it. Not surprised oh, yeah. in the slightest. Yeah, they, and you can go over there and you can do events over there. They got TVs, you know, they got a little side room over there that you can do some events and stuff if you want to go. Uh, look out for Charles. Tell him that uh, the block crew sent you. Definitely take advantage of that good stuff. It runs out quick. They're very good at what they do. If you have more thoughts on anything we're talking about, you can use the Starter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, also the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Coming up this hour, we're going to get into Emony Bates, just dropped 43 points. Kind of his saga revisit, guys, who I, I can't say anyone's been in a similar position to him given you know the way that young man's career has unfolded. Um, but look at other guys in a similar situation as you can get. And we'll uh, give an early update here on the NFL playoffs with Andrew Alex. We'll dive more into the championship round on tomorrow's show. So, Emony Bates. Back in the news, he just dropped 43 points against Toledo in 40 minutes. Heck of a scoring output at 29 straight mm-hmm. at one point. Not for Memphis, where he originally committed. He's playing at Eastern Michigan. Back home in Ypsilanti. In Michigan. First of all, let's just start with the Emony Bates saga as it is. Young kid, 14, 15 years old. He's being called the next Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. There are so few athletes that can succeed with those kind of expectations. The two that come to mind for me right now, LeBron James, Bryce Harper. You know, the chosen ones. The heirs to their sports throne. Being called the next Kevin Durant is insane. It's nuts. Sure, he looked the part, but if you're in seventh and eighth grade, you know, getting those comparisons, to me, Strick, that's not fair to a kid to begin with. It is not. It puts a lot of pressure on you uh, to 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 live up to that hype. Um, the thing about Imani, um, Imani is um, tremendous talent, very slender, very slim, um, but he thrives on padding. He has to have. Mm. The ball, control of the ball, um, handling the ball. I mean, from the time he was in high school and the time he was in uh, freaking AAU and elementary school, that's what he was able to do. He had that kind of freedom. So going back there um, has given him that, probably regained his confidence, struggled a lot. The other problem is, you know, this competition level was never really a measure up to him uh, at what he played outside of some AAU uh, in which he thrived. <clears throat> um, the American League is not even 
the toughest basketball league, and, and there was still a lot of struggle there. Um, my problem with Imani is going to be that he doesn't – he can't play in a system. And out um, – to me, he may not be a top draft pick. Therefore, he's not going to be given the reins. He's going to go to a team that possibly is going to not necessarily need him. And what 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 brings fear to me about Imani is that he's he's possibly going to have to play a role. And I don't know for sure if he's capable of settling into that. He's going to want to come out, try to prove himself and do all of these different things. He's not going to get the opportunities that at the next level or at high division uh, level to be able to do what he's done there. You look at that, we'll get to the everything in college in just a minute too, but part of the saga around him too is that the people around him created a school for him to go to yeah. where he was the star of the show. Yeah, It's still up and running to some degree, but that to me is sketchy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have to create a high school for a kid, that again tells me it's about him. More so than, hey, how do I adapt my game yeah. to what I need to do? Again, talented player. Not anyone can just step up and drop 43, 29 mm-hmm. straight in a college game. That should have been a warning sign. Now we're on to college. The recruiting class he comes in with, Jalen Duran, five-star center, stud. Josh Minot, kind of a 3-4 in between, kind of where Emney Bates was going to be playing. This was Penny's second class, would have been. He had Wiseman in the first one. That's a tough spot to put a young coach in. And I don't know Penny personally. I'm sure you, have you had experiences with him? Yeah. Seems and we like actually a big play golf some in the summer. Actually, Penny is, is very big personality, but very kind of mild-mannered and, you know, keeps to himself and sure. just loves to be around friends and, and comfortable. Play a good golf game. I could see how someone like that would clash with Emmy Bates. Who, I, again, I don't know the kid personally, but it seems like the way yeah, that he had he's been not gonna let him settle coddled, in. you know. Mm-hmm. Not to that. some degree, how would those personalities mix? Doesn't seem like they mix no. very well. No, they're not because Penny is very old school. Mm-hmm. You know, Penny comes from our time when you know you, you had to go get it, mm-hmm. you had to go earn it. You know what you had to face every night. You you had to put in that work, and so he comes from that. He doesn't come from the Cottle generation, so therefore they're not going to mesh. Um, Dad may want that. There are a lot of parents that want that. He's not going to kowtow to that. He's going to do what, what's best for the team and what's going to help them to win games. So, yeah, that's what comes with that. So, after that saga, that season, Emmy Bates transfers to Eastern Michigan, smaller school, back home, playing basketball. But, again, not without some controversy. He had a gun charge as well. So, there have been all sorts of you know bumps in the road for this guy that we thought of as a generational talent at one point. As you look back to when you're coming up through the ranks, I mean, you were recruited, you yeah. had attention. Who were some of those guys that you thought people were going to know their names for decades to come and just kind of fizzled out? Not going to say Enemy Bates has, but that's the way things were trending after this last offseason. There was one particular, I have a few more I'll throw out to you, but there was one particular that um, had an opportunity. He was very similar to LeBron James. A lot of people uh, put him... He was on all the the covers. He was probably the top player of his class. Um, his he was out of New York. His name was Felipe Lopez. Um, played at um, St. John's. Um, a lot of people thought he was going to be that guy. Didn't pan out to be that. Um, and it's a lot of pressure that comes comes with that 
that ranking. Now, in my ranking, the number one player at the time was Jason Kidd. We know what that is. It's Hall of Fame. Heard of that guy before. Hall of Fame action, right? And so as I was going down and I was just looking at the different classes, um, as I look at my class, um, there was John Wallace, which who went to Syracuse, where a lot of people thought – that he was special in what he was able to do, you know, at six eight. Um, very he he was like Glenn Robin esque without uh but Glenn just had a little more dog. You know, um uh it just seemed I think his worth ethic maybe just didn't ultimately pan out. Uh hard New York kid but just didn't didn't work in that the uh, the other one would be a guy out of New Jersey as well. His name was Roderick Rhodes. Roderick Rhodes was six six, played at Saint Saint Anthony, same school that Bobby Hurley's, Hurley's the mm-hmm. Hurley family. Uh ended up going to USC. Uh played with Houston. You know, he had a small stint, a little run. Uh, in the league, but uh, didn't really pan out. A lot of people had high promise for him in my class there. Um, And I would say the last one in my class that you thought had some potential to do something was Kenyon Murray. And that name sounds familiar. Went to Iowa. So you Ah. you already know where that came from. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he was a a McDonald's All-American, just did not pan out. Now I go to the 91 class, tremendous uh, uh, class uh, 91 class and I want to throw something out to the Sutter Heyman text line you want to know where the Fab Five was created it was at the McDonald's All-American game mm. um, where you had the East which had some guys on there and one of the guys that you thought was special because he could stretch the floor solid handle wiry will bang on you he had a tremendous all-around game, played at Golden State, Danielle Marshall, played at Connecticut. Mm, yep. He was one of the ones that a lot of people thought would have been that. In that same class on the East, you had a guy that you would be familiar of, Rick Brunson. Um, you know, uh, had a tremendous uh, run at Temple with Eddie, jo- uh, Eddie Jones and that whole crew. Um, he, was the lead, he was the point guard for them. And then you go down onto the West squad. You want to know who's on the West squad? List them off. Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, Glenn Robinson, Calvin Rayford, my close friend. I talked to him yesterday. A lot of people will not know about Calvin Rayford, but Calvin Rayford was like 5'9", went to Kansas, played with Paul Pierce, give you some work. He was an All-American out of Milwaukee. Great friend of mine even to this day. Cherokee Parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard Nathan. Um, didn't end up panning out, but... Howard Nathan, Jimmy King, Jawan Howard, Alan Henderson. So four of the five was actually there. And obviously you got Ray Jackson that ended up going. But that's where it culminated. Get together. That's how some of these things spawn off is you have just great conversations. Let's go here. Let's go do something great. And that's where those guys ended up kind of coming together and creating the Fab Five. Were there any guys you played against then that you thought like, okay, yeah, this dude has a career and then for whatever reason didn't make it in the league? Uh, Sean Respert uh, out of Michigan State. I mean, Sean Respert had a stroke on him, good solid body. He made it, but he just didn't have a long tenured career. I would say one person I played with that was one of the biggest disappointments to me, and it was just because he was one of those coddled guys that just thought – you know, I just deserve to be here. I, I deserve to be getting the minutes regardless. Um, it was a team with me, Kenny Anderson, um, Paul Pierce, um, that Boston team, 
and his name um, was he played in North Carolina and uh, gosh, ooh, oh my gosh, oh, I had it on the freaking tip of my tongue. Um, he was an All American out of North Carolina, one of the best scorers at that time. Uh, first round draft pick, late late draft pick. He came in in that big draft pick with Joe Johnson, Kedrick Brown, and he was the last one. Um, for, for, oh gosh, help me, Sutter Heyman text line. Uh, North Carolina, tremendous point guard. No, oh god. Sorry, I'm I'm looking for it as you're you're talking here. Ooh, that's killing me right now. Um, mm. been 2001, 2002. Yes. He was on that team with us. Joseph Forte? Joseph Forte. Joseph Forte was one of the biggest disappointments to me. All kinds of talent. He was just one of those guys that when you're a rookie, you know, you got to come in early. You got to come in early, get some work in. He just was half-hearted about it, lazy. So then when he got his opportunity, the speed of the game, just everything was happening too fast for him, so he wasn't able to catch up. He tried to do too much and just four years out. Any relation to Phil? I don't think so. Okay. I said no for my identity. I don't think so. so. Yeah. So I think some of those guys were some of the biggest disappointments for me that I got to play uh, with. Um, when you when you look at those guys, it, it sounds to me like it was more about the mindset, more yes. than the talent. A lot of people, that's what, uh, that's what a lot of people miss about the NBA, right? Is I would say it's, it's about 75, 80% mental and, you know, the rest of it's talent. And then I think, Everybody could possibly be an all-star. Check, 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 check what I'm saying. Uh, Gilbert Arenas, second-round draft pick. You get with the right team, the right coach that says, you're my guy, and you get to go without any hindrances or any handcuffing or anything like that. They let you. If you get a coach that's just totally bought into you and behind you, you can actually become great. Draymond Green. Absolutely, right? So it's it, that's how it is in the league, and so a lot of it is mindset. The thing about it is when you know which which made it possible for me to make it is you get the right situation, but you have to have this because you only get one time. Like like if they give you your playbook, you show up that day and you they have to you know you don't get to run it twice or three times. You need to know that stuff like right now. And the playbook is big, and I tell kids all the time, like, listen, guys, you think you don't need to study? You think you don't need to go to class? Wait till you go to the NFL and see how big <laughs> that freaking playbook is, and you think you, you can just get by without studying and reading and watching film and, and doing that work. No, it's the same thing. Our freaking playbook was dang near like an encyclopedia. Defensive schemes, uh, terminology, all these things, and that's what the preparation of school is for. And that's what I keep trying to tell you. It's mental. All of that stuff is the mental part of the game because you can't have slippage. Any slippage in any point in the game, any time in the game, can cause you to lose a game because possessions matter in the NBA. And so that's the difference. To me, it looks like, as I look at through some recruiting rankings of even just the last 10 years, the guys that you know maybe didn't pan out in college – seemed like it was more a misevaluation of their actual talent level. But the guys that look like the, the NBA guys, it seems like it's that mindset. And to me, that would have to be more disappointing because anyone can work hard. Yeah. Right? Anyone can sit down with a playbook and study it. Sure, you might need an extra guy or two alongside you to help walk you through it, to explain it in a different way. But that to me, Strick, is the big travesty. When you have these talented players out there that have their whole future in front of them, whatever they want it to be, and it comes down to the playbook. Or they, you know... 
maybe they study the playbook and it's the wrong situation. It doesn't fit their game. Yeah. That to me is a disappointing part. It can be. Um, you know, again, fit does matter. You know, fit, right situation, uh, right circumstance, right scheme. All it does matter. Like for example, if you're if you're a man if you're a man to man guy, then you know you go to a, a team that's very zone dominated and that's not really your fit. That's going to be tough. And so scheme, fit, all of those things do matter, man. And being in the right situation, the right circumstance, having the right coach behind you. I mean, Don Nelson just happened to be the right coach for me because I'm a player. I'm not a point guard, a two guard, a three. I'm a player. You need a coach that understands the difference between a player and someone who is a a traditional uh, position type of guy. To bring this full circle before we get to Andrew Alex, Emily Bates is where we started this conversation. It's where we'll end it. Obviously, anyone you know who wants to grow up playing basketball wants to play in the NBA. Best basketball league in the world. Two-part two question. Number one, is he an NBA-type guy? Number two, would it be beneficial for him to go have a good career in Europe where there's not as much publicity? Well, his game fits the NBA. His style of play does. It's going to come down between his ears mm-hmm. because, um, again, you're going to probably end up in a situation that you're not going to be called on to be that guy, and you're going to have to learn how to fit in without work without the ball, do different things. If that means you've got to become a 3 and D guy, look at Kawhi Leonard, right? Right situation, right fit for him. The Spurs was the perfect team, didn't have to come in and – have to lead and be the head guy at any point in that time, allowed him to mature and grow, but what did he do well? Defend. Mm -hmm. And the defense ended up allowing him to be a third guy, which translated into him becoming a one. So it it just depends. Great stuff there from Strick, as always. Coming up after these short messages, though, we'll switch into NFL mode. We'll talk some NFL playoffs. uh, Recap the divisional round, preview the conference championship round with Andrew Alex after this. 